You give your child a gift, maybe it's something really expensive, something that you had put a lot of thought into, and rather than playing with the toy, they really prefer the packaging that that toy came in. Maybe it's the box, maybe it's the um, the bubble pop, the bubble wrap, or <laughs> some other part of it that's actually not the toy. It's the simple objects that kids seem to really enjoy playing with. We're talking about some of the benefits of maybe playing with more of those everyday simple objects for kids with our guest who's an assistant professor of early childhood curriculum studies at McEwen University. Dr. Azam Kankaya is joining the show. Dr. Kankaya, thanks so much for making the time. Thank you so much for having me uh, on air, Chelsea. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, Dr. Kankaya, I got to tell you that I relate to this personally because I have a, an almost two-year-old, and this has happened time and time again, where it seems like you know the toy is really going to be the most exciting thing she gets, and then it's maybe something more simple that she's actually drawn to. We're, we're on location right now for uh, for the Oilers playoffs, and there were these little uh-huh. pom-pom shakers that every single fan had in the building, and it's that little pom-pom shaker that she's been playing with now for two days that she's the most excited about and sometimes I think why do I spend money on toys for you you don't even, you don't even want them where did this where did this area of research come from for you was it come seeing was, was it seeing this time and again I, I will start uh, sharing your sentiments Chelsea I have two young children under six years and uh, I can buy all the toys in the world but they would be more interested in the everyday materials that we use at home and particularly the ones that I use so they want to get hold of it so mm. I absolutely identify with that as well but um, the, the motivation, my motivation for this research comes from the big hype around uh, the eco toys that are being marketed. And uh, I always hear I'm teaching in the early learning and childcare program. And uh, we always talk about the importance of loose parts materials that could encourage uh, children's cognitive development and imagination. And I love creating evidence uh, that's more digestible for parents and educators. Uh, that will be used for supporting children's cognitive development and learning. So, so, uh, mm-hmm. so clarify what kind of toys you're talking about. Are these sort of the Montessori, you know, kind of basic mm-hmm. wooden toys that seem to show the most mm-hmm. benefit? Is that what you're describing here? So, uh, loot parts is defined as anything uh, under the sun. So, it could be manufactured materials, or it could be handmade wooden toys, or it could be natural materials like acorns, leaves, uh, sticks that children can collect in the nature. So, loot parts play materials could be anything uh, that children would include in their play. Uh, and uh, that includes the handmade wooden toys as well. Is it true then that those parts help to kind of um, encourage imagination because they're not, they don't get mm-hmm. that immediate reward of, say, a, a toy that's got, you know, a, a noise that happens at the push of a button. And so therefore, you know, there's no real imagination that goes into playing with mm-hmm. some of those toys? So uh, this uh, this question requires an answer in twofold. So there are uh, there's lots of research that children's involvement in high quality uh, pretend play, for example, can lead to better cognitive development, better language skills, better reasoning or uh, creativity. But uh, this type of play that we're talking about, loose parts play, because it can include any type of material, it's very new to research 
research round. So what I when I started at McEwen in 2018, uh, we were teaching about wood parts play to our students. And when I looked at the shiny, interesting books on wood parts play, I realized that uh, they were looking at uh, very big theories and there wasn't really research particularly about wood parts play. And uh, fair enough, there is a, a good systematic review that looks at all the research out there and there wasn't any research on children's uh, play with these particular materials in combination. So as I said before, there's lots of research about Lego, children's uh, play with Lego that would encourage creativity, encourage cognitive development. Similarly, uh, wooden blocks have been used for hundreds of years and we know that children use them in uh, very important ways. For example, uh, their mathematics can be improved by using block play for a period of time. But this loose part play is very new to us. Here's the history. Uh, in the past, there were only a few materials for children to play with. But now we are dealing with in huge industry that is not only uh, related to toys, but also all other materials that come through children's learning environments. Hmm. That being daycare, childcare, their home environments. I have tremendous amount of toys in my house and every day I pick them up from the floor uh, mostly my children take them out especially those one uh, trick ponies and toys that doesn't have a lot of uh, open-endedness to it hmm. uh, they take them out lay them out in the house and then uh, they just go after the cardboard box that they want to play with so how do you how do you recommend introducing this this type of toy or this type of play to kids? Mm -hmm. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily go and get rid of all of the toys that they have right now available to them, but would this look like introducing a a box of some of these loose parts uh -huh. in the morning and seeing what they're drawn to? That's a very good question, Chelsea. So here's what the research tell us so far. Uh, Open-ended materials are very good for children. So we know that it helps with their uh, development, cognitive development, language development, you imagine it. But young children do not benefit uh, from these type of materials as much as older children. Think about a four-year-old, five-year-old, they know exactly what they would like to do with open-ended materials as soon as they get it in their hands. But younger children, when you introduce them, I think going slow and introducing one at a time and maybe with a good idea in it might be beneficial. For example, let's say that you're building a basket of loose parts play materials uh, that has acorns and leaves and maybe some blocks. Um, maybe you have an idea that your child might be uh, creating a zoo, for example. With that, if you introduce a few animals in it, that would be very good for younger children because you're giving the child one good idea that they can run off with. But older children, if the materials are open-ended, they can imagine uh, anything that they want and anything that's conducted for their own learning. So we know that uh, children, they, with these type of materials, they build the foundation for lifetime learning. And what loose parts uh, materials might do for children is it gives opportunities to older children to hypothesize and test their ideas and make the new discoveries. And all of this happens in a 
safe and anxiety or risk-free environment um, with no consequences. So they can start playing with this. They might start with one idea and then change up their uh, their play idea to something else. And who cares? They can do it as many times as they want. And that actually helps with building their confidence that there's no consequence when I mess this up. I can do it all over again. So open-ended materials, if they're being introduced to very young children, young children might benefit from including a, a solid idea that they can inspire it with. But older children, you can offer open-ended materials as much as uh, possible. But for older children, what researchers tell us from um, evidence-based uh, activities, children, if they use these materials in peer groups, it advantage their, advantages their learning even more because their conversation uh, can be geared towards uh, communicating it to other children or other adults in the environment, or uh, they could be uh, experimenting with bigger ideas in a group than they would normally do in solitary play. So uh, maybe two suggestions in summary. Inter uh, if you're doing it with very young children, maybe one material at a time and then accompanied by good conversations and introducing materials that can give clues to younger children. And older children, uh, including them in peer groups or adult health is always very good as well. Uh, what adults do is they can contribute to children's motivation and stay uh, for more extended play with these types of materials. Yeah. We wow. know that um, children, when they evolve in play, if it's short, children do not sense the benefit or do not get the full benefit. If it's extended and deep and uh, quality play, that's when uh, their development is benefited. Well, a new approach then to uh, to kids of all ages with your research. Dr. Kankaya, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate this. Uh, I appreciate being here. Thank you for the opportunity. Of course. That's Dr. Aslam Kankaya, Assistant Professor of Early Childhood Curriculum Studies at McEwen University, talking about some of those everyday objects or loose objects that maybe you could introduce to your kids rather than going and spending money on a toy, which they're going to unwrap and then ultimately just end up playing with a box anyways.